Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the Jane Anderson Show. I am so thrilled that you are here. We are talking all things women in consulting, so women with influence, and that's working with women who are speakers, trainers, coaches, consultants, executive coaches, thought leaders, um, but particularly working in the business-to-business space. So, you know, a lot of the people that are in our community are leadership experts, mindset experts, cultural transformation, you name it, whatever those capabilities are for working with organisations, this is probably where you'll find us. So I typically work with women all over Australia and I'm thrilled to be able to share with you one of our very special guests today and someone who's in our Women with Influence community. She is a sales and marketing expert and she specifically works with business owners, quite a lot of consulting firms and that small to sort of medium business type space and really helping them to navigate through the overwhelm and fear sometimes and confusion that can come with being able to get both marketing and sales right and getting those two to come together. She's worked with brands like BHP, KPMG, Caterpillar and really helping them to be able to work out what their sales and marketing strategies are, being able to get their team working well if it's a marketing and sales team and particularly working in the internal external comms. She does lots of coaching, strategy development, VIP days, training, all those sorts of things and her clients really shift from being a bit lost and confused and overwhelmed to really feeling excited and feeling like they've got a plan and a pathway ahead. So our very special guest today is Melissa Lithgow. Yay! Hi Mel, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I'm so thrilled you're here. I know you are super busy, so thanks for being part of the podcast. Hey Jane, it's a pleasure and thanks for having me. Mel, you have such an interesting background and what's led you to having your consulting practice today. Are you happy to share a little bit about your journey and how you got to a point of having mellithgo.com? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's quite similar to a lot of professional women out there. So I was obviously in corporate for almost 25 years. I was concentrated in mining and finance industries predominantly. Loved what I did. High, high sort of pressure, high reward, um, always on the go, always learning things. So no two days were the same. And that's what I absolutely loved about it. But with that is also the wheel of life is a little bit broken. <laughs> and it takes you a little while to get to that stage of actually realizing that it's something's got to give. So for me, that happened when I ended up in ICU for 10 days. Obviously, something was wrong and I had to do a bit of um, soul searching and reassess what it was that I wanted out of life. I have three boys and they they were quite young at that stage still. So I had it all. I, I had the young family. I had a great job. I traveled. I had a great paycheck at the end of the month. I even got up at 5 a.m. every day to go to the gym. But somehow it wasn't sustainable and my body told me that. And I sort of had to reassess and I went think when you're in that stage you sort of go from extreme to extreme yes. so I went the other way going okay I'll just be a stay-at-home mum and that lasted about two months and my 
can you stop managing us? Oh, right. <laughs> When's so, I going back to work? Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> they were ready. <laughs> and, okay, well, I'll start a little online clothing boutique because that'll sort of lean into keeping me busy and it's something I enjoy and learning a new technology, seeing where the marketing would take me. And that sort of grew into a bricks and mortar store again went completely the wrong way in taking on too much too quickly and again fell into the illness trap where wow. my body said no more I don't know how many times I have to learn this lesson but apparently three is a time for me because <laughs> I really stepped back then and said okay let me reassess what I need to do what okay. is it that actually lights me up about everything and I literally just made pros and cons lists and things that I wanted in my life and things that I didn't and feelings I wanted and situations I wanted or didn't want. And I decided to, do, to go the consulting route. So my experience is quite varied in terms of project management, change management, general business management, and then, of course, marketing. But everything was always related to people. Right. And that's what I enjoyed the most out of each of those things. And people were always the key to doing a good job in each of those areas because, systems are great but if people are not on board it's not going to work and if people aren't motivated or just have the right messaging or just know what they're working towards everyone's trying to do the right thing but what is yeah. that thing so trying to get them to pull into the same direction was usually key in getting projects off the ground or even just successfully completing them the change management aspect was just getting them to know why they're doing things no one wants to just go to work and be told what to do five, eight hours a day and go home. They want an impact. They want to be part of something. Yes. So it's telling that story and then getting what's in it for them, basically. Yes. So I decided to do the go the consulting route for marketing. And because of my knowledge in the other areas, I did get lost in delivering multiple things for multiple people. Right. And I then became an employee for people in their yeah. business where you try and fix it all. And just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Yeah. <laughs> and again, my time was just being, I was burning myself out for poor people and they weren't really learning to actually have me exit the company. So the minute I exit, then it fell, fell, fell apart again. Okay. So again, I did a, re it's constantly reassessing. It's never stopped. So I just reassessed again and said, okay, what is it that I need? So I worked with a couple of coaches who were great for the stage that I needed them at. And I was stalking you for probably about four years <laughs> before I actually had my discovery call with you. And the minute we had that call, there was just instant clarity for me in terms of what I was doing, how I was going to do it. And then it was just doing the hard work and rolling it out. The weight was lifted. Everything grew from there. My confidence grew because my messaging was on point. I knew exactly what I was delivering. I was so much more focused and I could actually, I was also empowered enough to say no to things that I shouldn't be doing. So yeah, it was just phenomenal. And then of course, just being exposed to the people in the community and the types of people you have in there is I just sit there most days in awe and it's just, it's such a great learning curve for me and I'm just grateful for it. So yeah, that's been my journey up to now. So now the focus is around actually. So can I just quickly jump in? So for those who are listening and going, what's this thing that she's talking about, this community and the ladies? So a quick little plug is we have a program called Women with Influence, which Mel is a member of. We've been running the program since 2017. And so now we particularly focus on women who have consulting practices and who are selling B2B. So that leads us now to 
the type of practice that you have. So tell us now that you've got the clarity on your message, you've got a little more confidence in what you're saying around mm-hmm. with your positioning and your offers and things like that. So who do you work with mostly now? So I mostly service SMEs, yes. but on the larger side of, of SME, it's usually people who want to see more return out of their marketing efforts. Yes, um, They're not scared to try new things. And they're not scared to get their hands dirty too. Mm-hmm. My focus is to empower them and their teams to achieve. And my focus is eventually to exit the business and have a running team and processes and systems and strategy that they can work towards. And then, of course, you go in when it's needed and when readjustments needed and support. But I just don't feel it's ethical for me to go and take something and implement it and know that it's going to fail the minute I walk out the door, which is why I have a very clear line requirement of people actually wanting to do the work who work with me. Right. So you come in, it's kind of like advisory type capacity. Here's the resources you need based on the goals that you're trying to achieve. You need three people or you need someone to do social media, you need someone or you need to be having a newsletter grow out. So you'll do the strategy and sort of look at, well, what are the metrics you're chasing? Here's the marketing strategy that here are the resources you need. I can come in and train them, make sure everyone's on the same page. And then over time, they become more empowered to be able to build that capacity themselves or sort of um, guiding the ship along the way. And then so you also do coaching and you speak at events and so things as well yeah yeah it's all about the human connection so it's for me it's again changing the way that businesses think about their marketing and focusing on their customers and actually really knowing what their customers want and what it is that they need because it affects everything in their business and sometimes it's even just having the conversation with these business owners and saying what is it that you want you know that that conversation we had when you're in the bottle, you can't read the label. And we get it because we have it every day. We, yes. You become blind to your own business. And that is the biggest, the biggest, the biggest benefit I see from even just working, you know, like I said, with the community. It's just someone outside of your business who has your interests at heart and that can just be a bit of a sanity check for you. Yeah. So that's exactly what I am for them. And then the tools are just tools. It's just yes. having those conversations and asking those questions and getting them to actually think about what they want. Yes. And structuring that way because we've always done something this way doesn't mean we always should. And because you've had your, you started your practice, what year was this that you started? 2019. And so you're still in those early growth stages of your practice. Mm. There's a lot of people who perhaps be listening either thinking about making that jump into their own practice or perhaps in their first or second year we talk to lots of people who are particularly in that first and second year what have been the biggest lessons you've learned so far in growing your practice it's the overthinking for me and the fact okay. um, yeah just do it think it through obviously think it through you've got that great system to get us really clear on what we need to do and why we want to do it and then just test it put it out there go for it and test it I only started really late so my whole journey only started at 39. So I just sometimes think about how much I've missed and all the opportunities I've missed because I was always trying to push myself into a square peg in a round hole. If yep. you've got that in you and you've got that feeling of there's something more in me or I feel like there's something more, I should be doing something more, mm-hmm. do it. There's nothing 
to fear about it because number one, you learn so much. So although even if you do, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You go back to, into corporate and you've got all these skills and all these amazing relationships again. So yes. there's literally nothing stopping you. It's the overthinking and fear of judgment and fear of failure. And yeah. honestly, it's the last thing we should be scared of. Right. Because I would rather do it than have the regrets of I should have done this. And trust me, you do have those. And what sort of things were you overthinking, Mel? Was it type of clients? Was it programs? Was it what were some of the things that you found you were overthinking? I think it was more in terms of just getting out of because I've always worked corporate and, I, and very much the you know the big four usually there was safety in that logo or that brand that you worked for. So I could almost hide behind it because I had the brand had the runs on the board. It's not me. It's not my expertise. It's KPMG or it's FMG or it's BHP. The fear of putting yourself out there and what you know and what you think. And again, because we forget how much and we actually don't know how much we do know, we forget that not everyone's at that level. And obviously there's a bucket load of people who will know more but there's always someone you can serve at each level and it's getting them to that next one the quickest. And it's same with your coaching. Like I said, I've had a couple of coaches and they were great for the level that I was on, but you need to keep going, keep upscaling, keep improving. And it was just the overthinking and thinking what value really could I give and then just getting comfortable with it. So sometimes a bit of the imposter, it sounds like, Mel. Am I actually any good at this? Am I as good as what I'm saying? I don't know, I'm sort of giving myself a big rap here, but yeah. can I actually? Absolutely. And then it's also you know, with what's my performance appraisal going to say? You know, it's like your your way of valuing yourself and your contribution it has to change. And you have to just become comfortable with uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. You, you're building the ship as you sail and it's... <laughs> yeah. and safer than building a plane while jumping off the cliff. I like that. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And sometimes I feel like I'm back to a little raft, but it's okay because we'll just build the ship again. And this time I've got 10 different people on my little raft with me building together. So, and being okay with having those conversations that I can actually now say that I'm a strategic marketing expert and own it because I am. (laughs) And it's okay. And it doesn't mean that I'm full of myself or I have to position myself so people can trust me and that I actually give them the value that they need. And it's the same with pricing. I had a huge issue with pricing according to the value that I gave. Yeah. Um, I was constantly underpricing and just over-delivering hugely. Um, Again, led to me not, I I got sick again. So then I don't have any value to anyone, especially not my family. So, yeah, it's not just me. These are probably the biggest things I hear constantly from women who do this and women who are not even just starting out, we constantly have these. Moving on to our next level or yes. taking on a new service, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is new again. I feel like a first grader again. What am I doing? You know. <laughs> I love that, Mel. I admire you so much because you are one of the toughest people I know in terms of your mindset and resilience and grit and how you just bloody keep on going you put one foot in front of the other and it just always I'm always in awe of you that you just show up and you go right I'm bloody doing this and you just do it despite you do it you might be out of your comfort zone and you just go (laughs) and that you trust me you go all right well Jane's telling me to do it so 
Right. Do what Jane, do what Jane <laughs> says. <laughs> so I always really admire that about you. And you've been through all like with your health, you've moved countries. Like it's a very big thing to move mm. countries. You've got so much resilience and strength. And because it's hard, like this sort of work, it all looks lovely. It all looks like, oh, yeah. imagine being able to just get up when you want to get up. Imagine being able to just work in your pajamas and do whatever you want. But with yeah. this freedom comes responsibility but the grit and determination that it takes I read a quote yesterday that I really loved it said you don't have discipline without purpose and you are so purpose-driven which is what keeps you sort of showing up all the time so I really admire that about you you talked about being comfortable with discomfort and Mm -hmm. because you're doing a lot of things sometimes you've never done before Mm -hmm. and pricing is a big one because for us as women we often undervalue Mm. and that's been a recurring theme that you've had and the lesson that sometimes you've either learned or continue to learn yeah grow is that actually I've got to manage how much I'm giving for what I'm charging so I've got to work out and value myself value my the efforts that I bring identify what is the value for the client and the outcome and Mm. make sure I've got all that balance right. That's a big learning, I think, for a lot of women who go into this consulting space and go, you know, because otherwise you're flying blind because you come out of corporate and they go, oh, well, they get consultants in and they charge a $1,000 a day. We go, yeah, but when you're a thought leader and you're positioning yourself as an expert in your field, we're, we're not consulting as in we're going in and doing a 12-month contract as an employee, like you said, is that actually, no, this is a different type of positioning. This is thought leader positioning where you're going, well, I'm actually one of the best in the world at what I do. I'm not necessarily. So there's a real accelerator clutch to go, well, hang on, I've still got to manage cash flow and I've got to be able to make sure, excuse me, got cash flow and things coming in plus I'm over here trying to get my programs up and trying to do the thought leadership and uh, I mean you came to our content creation boot camp and smashed out a year's worth of content leadership in three days that takes a lot of grit and thinking to do that so I guess what my question is how do you have the level of grit that you have (laughs) I think it's dumb luck Jane (laughs) what I, I just think it's dumb. I, I've never even thought of it that way, to be honest. You just have to do what you have to do. We're immigrants. Obviously, I'm South African. Our way of growing up was very different. So there was, and again, constant change, constant difficulties. But you didn't see it as difficulties. It was just getting through the day. You right. just do these things and that's what you got to do. And it's just that if you want to achieve, if you go here, you have to work for it. Right. You're not entitled to anything. It's not a given. The government's not going to look after me. If I want a certain life, I'm going to have to work for it. And it also, I think I couldn't study. Mum was divorced and she couldn't afford studying. So you have to do it yourself. So you do that and you get your study in after, you know, once you got married and you, it's just not easy. And I think because it never was just easy for me, that's my norm. Yes. So you just have to just put one foot in front of the other and just keep going. And it does pay off. And yes. then some days I have to be reminded because I do the same thing over and over. And I'm just like, thanks, Jane. Especially <laughs> when it comes to like the pricing. And we have a call and I'll we'll decide on the price. And then I go sit down and I I do my workings around it and I go back to the initial price. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, 
I don't know, Jane. I don't know. It's a difficult question for me to answer because I don't see it as anything different. I think everyone has issues and everyone has difficulties and we all just show up in a way we can. I think the thing for me is I never had a safety net. Right. So if I wanted a safety net, I had to be that safety net. Right. And my safety net was to work my butt off. Yeah. And I wanted more. Yeah. I, I'm not ashamed to say that. Yes. I wanted more than what I was than I was exposed to. Yes. And that's okay. I'm yeah. actually now okay with saying that. People may see me differently for that, but I, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, it's so, a big yeah. reason why to get the right people around you, isn't it? Is that yeah. you know, the people who understand why you're doing that? Because I know my family, I love my family, I adore them, yeah. but they're all government workers. So yeah. I'm the black sheep. So <laughs> why would you do this to yourself? Don't you want holidays? Don't you want leave? Do you want... Yeah. I get those things but I have them in a different version of how you have yeah. them it's just a different drive that we have inside us um and I had all that right and I and it's funny because I've actually flipped when I started working the safety net was those brands right right so that's how I could study that's yeah. how I could pay my rent that's how I could look after my family yes. that's how I would retire with actually money in the bank but when I got so sick I was like that's the realization going this is so fickle. Literally, it's one I'm one decision away from all of this being nothing. Yes. And the more you sort of open yourself up to that little voice that says there has to be more, the more it blossoms. And there's suddenly there is so much more. And it's just your world opens up. And it's lovely. It's an amazing thing. I wish just I wish I had it earlier. <laughs> oh, well, at least you didn't have haven't started your practice doing it for 10 years, making all the mistakes I made. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. That's, so that's how you do it. Oh, okay. But those so, mistakes are early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, those mistakes feel like are it, now. We did. <laughs> yeah, those mistakes are now serving us, right? Because you see us make it's like watching a child in a playground. You know what's going to happen, so you catch us, and we're so grateful for that. Oh. And for me, because I'm a bit of a mix, because I'm all about people and connecting and feeling, but also I need to see the numbers and I need to see the why and I have to anchor into something substantial. And I think that's my fear still sort of there going, you have to still prove it to me. Yeah. And you give me both. In everything you do, I actually see, I get the feeling, I get the why in terms of in my heart, but I also get the, okay, on paper, is this a good thing or not? Yeah. <laughs> So it's just a shift in perspective. And you also have to make a mindset shift from being an employee to being a business owner. Yes. Because the focus areas are so much different. I love that. You are creating your own safety net. Like you say, yeah. we're not relying on, it takes an incredible amount of courage to do this and to be so on purpose that this is what you want to do and that this is the safety net this is the future that you're trying to create for yourself yeah. and and this is your life's work this is why you've been put on the planet this is not just going oh yeah I want freedom and I want to be able to yeah. do my own thing and I don't want to report to a boss anymore there's a deep sense of purpose and grit that gets mm -hmm. you up out of bed every morning that makes you go you have to do some of the toughest work that you'll have ever done the only way you can do it because for you to be able to persist with pricing and working through all those challenges that we all have is that you can only do that if you really see this work as why you've been put on the planet and to do your your best work. This is why you've been put here. Mm -hmm. So I think um, you're a real inspiration for not just business owners and the clients you work with, but I think particularly for women in business and for particularly people who 
Australia is full of a lot of immigrants, a lot of people have moved here from somewhere. So I think that your ability to not only make the changes that you have, but to lead yourself and to create what you're trying to create is really inspirational, Mel. So for those who might be, you've given some tips already around not overthinking things. And so for if there was anyone listening who's thinking, okay, I, I, um, they're inspired by your story, is there any other advice or tips you might have for them if they're thinking about going down this path of, or they're trying to work out how to grow and scale like you are? I think for me, I would invest in a high-level coach much earlier. That's the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't paid her to say that, by the way. (laughs) Sorry, Mel. Oh, maybe later. (laughs) (laughs) No, because mindset has such a big impact and I was, (laughs) it's like saying my kids are never going to be that naughty or my kids will never have an iPad. I had to eat my (laughs) words. Because I was always like, oh, mindset, come on. Business is going to, if you give me enough business, my mindset takes care of itself. And it's the biggest lot of nonsense. Like your mindset has to be right in order for you to take all these steps. And having a high-level coach or a coach where you want to be and dream big, don't hold yourself, keep yourself small. Literally, I have an exercise that I do with my clients and it's the most out there, most fiercely amazing lifestyle you can imagine. What does that look like? And then they say, oh, I drive a Toyota and I live in La La. And I'm like, no, what is, that's not, imagine the biggest thing. And then who's playing in that area? And that's who you want to be around. Because those are the people that have done it. It is more, yes, and I understand it because obviously finances was, it it feeds into it. But you're buying time and you're buying lessons. And you just excel so much quicker when you're surrounded by the right people. Yeah. Um, And you don't make costly mistakes. So, yeah, just do it quicker. Go as, as big as you want to dream and just do it. Yeah. Because you're going to have those feelings even if you're playing with a smaller coach. It takes longer and you regret that you didn't Absolutely. go as the path that's already been worn. Why not go and tap into the expertise as yeah. I have? That's what yeah. I've interested in is all the experts and people that have coached me. So it's not necessarily that I'm the guru and have sure, I've learned lots of lessons and done things the hard way. <laughs> there are certainly yeah. ways to do some things and but you're right, is the culmination of implementation, mentors, experience, mm-hmm. all those things. And that goes for yourself as your clients being able to bring that value to oh, them so that they, they can it's get huge. that outcome too. So, Mel, for those who want to perhaps follow you or to connect with you if they want to find out more about your journey or to be able to learn about the work that you're doing in terms of your connected marketing and using your as you as a a strategic marketer where would you like people to follow you or reach out to you sure so the website is melissalithgo.com.au linkedin is melissa lithgow and mm-hmm. then instagram also melissa lithgow all right great <laughs> we'll, pop the links. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pop the links in the show notes thank you so much for joining us today we're cheering you on and look oh, forward thank you, to, to seeing you you know continue to scale you're doing an awesome job Thank you. And I just thank you to you and everything that you do for your community. It's honestly, you just don't know the value that you add and the the difference you make for people. Oh, you're super kind. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're easy to mentor. It's all about, (laughs) I had a mentor once who said to me, the greatest compliment you could ever give your coach or your mentor is to implement what they ask you to do. And I've always believed that was, you know, and that's why I got so much extra help from them and all the things 
because of implementation. And I think there's no doubt about you with what you do is that you just go, yep, okay, implement, done. What's next? <laughs> so you but make it works. Sense. Yeah. Yep. So because it works and we believe in you, we have the trust in you. So yeah, it's a good relationship both ways. <laughs> um, good. And we have a lot of fun. Oh, so, so much. <laughs> thanks Mel great to have you on the show I'll pop the show notes in make sure you reach out to Mel at least follow what she's doing she's got some cool stuff on her website and white papers and different things yeah wishing you every success in the growth in your practice Mel thanks Jane